record. And there we go. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to the MSG Podcast. Yeah. We're back. We're back again with an episode. Yep. This, this is probably one of our most energetic episodes that we've ever had. Ugh. Actually, our most energetic episode was the one we did in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing? The one time we'll do that and never do that again. Yeah, unless we're hard-pressed. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, that's... That Who knows? Happens. All right. What are we doing? I don't know. Uh, what are we doing, Trey? I don't know. I could talk about some stuff, I guess. Um, I'm trying to pick out what I want to do. Okay. Dude, uh, I got this interesting story. An interesting story? Well, every time I talk about the subject, it's always interesting and funny. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Uh, so I was at work this week, and I think it was like Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday, because it happened like both Tuesday and Wednesday. It kept going on. And we got to about noon, and all of a sudden, I started to feel like my stomach, you know, like stomach kind of hurts, mm-hmm. a little off, not enough to throw up or anything. Now... At the same time this has happened, this happened, I had this other feeling. Now, for PG's sake, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I need to not say stuff, <coughs> but I don't know how to explain it without saying it. Have you ever had that moment, and this is really only a guy thing, well, logically mm-hmm. speaking, it is only a guy thing, but have you ever that, had that moment where, like, uh, you know, like... <laughs> I, One I, of the things go up, stay. Yes. You yes. know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you get a little it's excited, not, It's not perhaps. like pain. Right. But it's not comfortable. It felt like that, too, at the same time that oh, I had this. But it no. didn't happen. It just right. felt like that. Mm-hmm. So about an hour goes by, and my stomach's hurting a lot more. And and throughout that, that hour period, my my general private area... Started to feel worst, worse. Uh oh. But it was like it got to a point where it's like, like it was. It felt bruised. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get hit or anything, which was weird. I don't know why it was happening, but I didn't get hit. And it got to a point where one of my my balls <laughs> felt incredibly bruised. Oh. I mean, like super bruised. I had no idea. And then my brother was. I made this funny joke. My brother was like, "Oh, maybe you got stung or something." And, and I, he was like, <laughs> you know, he was talking about how, like, maybe a bee got in your pants and stung you. <laughs> and I was trying to make the joke because I was, I was, I was talking about my actual ball felt bruised. And I'm like, it, if it happened, it pierced the veil. Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was just that. I was like, I don't know why. It, it was terrible. Because it's like, then I was walking like a penguin for like half the day. So, I'm so I, it sorry. was. I don't know what happened, and it kind of happened again the next day, but then it stopped. I don't know why. Hmm. It was weird. Cause that I, is weird. Nothing That's... happened. I don't know. It it just got a false alarm. Maybe like, I have oh, cancer. Oh. Maybe I have cancer. I, I'd go get that checked out. That's, if you're, <laughs> That's a bit weird. No, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And then I was walking like a Monday. I was walking. And I was walking through a yard, and I just planted my left foot on the ground. And you have, have you ever hit your funny bone? Yeah. And it like sent, yeah, it did that for my, my left leg and it sent a full on shock all the way up my leg. Really? And it freaked me out because I thought I stepped on like a rock or some tiny needle that went straight into my foot. Like, Nothing. No. I, I don't know why. 
You're it just was getting working. to be an old man. Everything's it's, breaking. I don't think that's it. Aches and pains. I'm not old. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm not I'm that old. I'm feel the age, you know. I'm, I'm halfway through my life. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, old age, middle age. <laughs> I'm halfway through my life. Isn't it? I've heard somebody say that 25 is half of your perceivable life. Wait, because Because get... of how time speeds up or your perception of time speeds up as you age does it really i mm-hmm. feel like it's always the same oh you might be one of the lucky ones but in general i don't ever notice that it's like when you're young it feels like a year takes forever you know you're in school and it just things yeah. slide along and then as you get older it's like oh wow that the whole year passed quickly and then even older than that you know five years a decade went by and i you know barely yeah. realized I don't know. They don't really know why that is. They think maybe it's because one year of your life represents a smaller portion of your overall life. As you guys like, if you're 50, one year is 150th. Yeah, but I'm on the clock, man. I'm supposed to die in what, 11 years? That's why, yeah, if we're keeping on schedule. Um, then, that's uh, my that's my plan. I'm planning on dying in 11 years I, from this I have age. a contract. <laughs> I do have a contract. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I don't know we're how. Here for a good time, not for a long time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know how I die, but I'll know when I die. That's the goal. It's like, okay, my calendar says today's the day. But I just <laughs> don't know happen? how. <laughs> That's the best part, the mystery. That's true. Oh, it could be like some weird Saw situation where you get kidnapped and be tortured by having to cut off your limbs to escape some trap or something. Oh, yep, and then find out that you weren't really even tied up in the first place. It's oh. like it was just a, a brain a, game. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would work. I don't know either. But oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess anyways, we're in the wrong line of work. That's a- <laughs> you, that would be interesting. Creating traps. It yeah. would be. At- I don't know that it would be all that fulfilling. You but... could bring in your lock picking skills. Yeah. Oh. Everybody, you've got to pick this lock. you got to make a lock that can't even be picked. That's right. That yes, would be that's your the goal. first step. That would be your goal and right there. get like the world's best lock picker and be like, you failed. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> you just fill up the room with like, I don't know, water and drown them. <laughs> yeah, you got to pick the And it's like highly corrosive lock picks. So if any water gets on them, they dissolve. <laughs> that's just awful. Yeah, you know... I'm, not thinking about it now. That's a pretty I don't good. Know if trip. That's very, uh, very godly <laughs> profession. Amen. God would forgive us. I hope so. <laughs> it's our new profession. Saw people. What are they called? What are they called? Torturers? I don't know what you call them. Yeah, in the modern sense, it's probably like, like crazies, tax collectors, tax collectors. <laughs> that's. No. Actually, that's probably how they treated tax collectors back in the day. Like, stay away from them. You don't know what they could do to your bank account, man. <laughs> they will mess you well, up. Well, they probably threw rocks close to stoning at tax collectors. They probably did. They hated tax collectors. Oh. That's why that was such a big deal. And Christ was like, oh, yeah. Hey, you. Hey. Let's talk to you. Time to get that money. Nobody likes tax collectors, so I like you. I don't even think they like themselves. Probably not. I mean, they, they were a lot of them were in it for the money. There was probably very few Judas tax collectors. Bro, yeah. he probably had uh, the heart of a tax collector. Dude, Steam without off from the top. without saying much, I kept on getting called Judas at D and D the other what? night. <laughs> was that because of the dragon tail thing? No, no, that that had already happened. I'm just oh, I'm oh, just good at selling things. <laughs> nah, yeah, it was because of my character's backstory and all that. I'm a thief, and I, I'm hired to work for these other people. And they thought I was, like, 
selling my group off <laughs> for money, kind of like how Judas oh, sold yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. off for money. To betray them. But that's not what happened. Mm. That's not it. I'm not Judas. Not yet. <laughs> I've tried to drive up the value by he- letting them level up. There are... Uh, one thing I want to mention about that is uh, the one guy wasn't there. Brian wasn't there because he like had a flat tire or whatever, mm-hmm. so he wasn't able to come, but everybody else was there. And there was a part where we went into the town and people went in shops. You know, all, all the people playing went into the shops and started buying, tried to buy new things or whatever. And I guess like Alex Bean didn't have enough money. He's like, if only Brian was here because Brian has like 10,000 gold or something. Ooh. He has the most gold, so he could easily buy something for someone yeah. else. But he wasn't there, so he couldn't use the money. And I was like, I was like, eh, too bad he's not here. He's the, he's, he's the I have I haven't stolen from him yet. And they're like, what do you mean? Him? <laughs> what about the rest of us? I was like, I was like, anyways, <laughs> let's keep going. Because <laughs> that's my character is I'm a thief, so I consistently am going around Man, trying to take things. things. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny, dude. It was funny. Oh, that is. It funny. was very interesting. I wish I could have been. There. And then I found out. This is just a side note. That like the age spans of everybody. I'm my character is technically the oldest. Really? Yeah. I mean, people are elves, so they're like a hundred and like twenty or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like their maturity age, yeah, they're is bodily. Younger. Yeah, is a lot younger. So I'm technically the oldest character in the game. So you like and I'm the figure for everybody, and else. I'm the oldest person there too. Yeah. So it's like it's so weird. It works out perfect. Yep. I don't know. That's it's very weird. Man, it's not weird. It's neat. It's, it's weird. So, yeah, that's that's it. Okay. That's well, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> oh, not again. I, I I don't know. I went to the gas station. Uh, I think it was Monday because I had to fill up on gas. Mm-hmm. So I went to the gas station, stopped at the pump. I had to go inside the pay. As I'm going inside, there's a an older woman kind of sitting on a chair outside the door of entering the gas station, and I'm going to the door, and she stops me. She starts talking to me. I'm like, okay, okay, I got time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Bro, it was so weird because I only had like a five-minute conversation with her because she wanted me to give her a little cash so she could hit the lottery machine inside, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, But I had a little conversation with her, which was cool. I was, It was very bad because throughout the conversation, I was trying to find a way to mention like church or something, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. It, I never could find a spot. And then after I finished the entire conversation, I was like, shoot, there was a perfect spot. Like, ah, I'm just stupid. <laughs> but you no. You can't hardly ever notice in the moment. It, yeah, I was, I, was I was trying to create a pathway in the conversation mm, so I could it. slide it, and I just could never get to it. And after looking at it, I was like, oh, I could have done that. But she was slightly flirting with me. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, granted, I don't talk to people a whole lot, so... Flirting is anything, but she asked me my age, and I'm I'm thinking, okay, whatever. And I said, yeah, I'm I'm 25, and she's like, okay, now how old do you think I am? Uh, and with it being a woman, I'm like, I don't even want to say an age. Yeah, yeah. Either you just tell me, them. or let's just move on, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be wrong, especially if you go older Over, than what they oh, are. If oh. you go younger, it's like, okay, whatever. If you go older, I was like, oh, wow. just kill me. Luckily, I went younger than what she was. That's good. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 60. And she kept on referencing this, which is kind of how I figured out she was flirting with me. Mm-hmm. She kept on saying, oh, yeah. Uh, like, she was talking about, oh, yeah, we should hang out sometime. And she was like, but don't tell your mom. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm 25. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I don't, I don't get these things from my mom. I don't have to tell my mom what I'm doing. But I was like, 
and then I found out her age. And I, I never said it, but I was like, yeah, you're way outside my age limit. Yep. She she was 60. I was I'm like, sorry, you're, miss, w- you're outside my league. I'm I, so I, I did not say that. I was like, I'm not going to say that. But I was like, yeah, she said she was 60. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a little far outside my age limit <laughs> that I would choose. I so. uh... <laughs> it was it was weird. It was mm. funny, though. But, yeah, very interesting. People are interesting, and you, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You walk up on somebody and just never know. You never know what's going to happen, so... That's my my tidbit of information. Of, of flirt stuff. with people, and it's I wasn't it. flirting. Don't you? <laughs> don't you, you even I dare? Know you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awkward situation. It's though, weird. It's like, okay, lady. Um, like, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm gonna go get my gas. And I did. I got my gas. That's good. So mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Anyways, <laughs> in other news, real world. Where- <laughs> back to the real world where. I don't know what to talk about. Yeah, we, we were both sitting there here before we started. We're going, oh, we got nothing. Yeah. Shawn Michael called me up late on se- yesterday, on Saturday, huh. to mow his lawn and all that. That's right. That's right. So I ended that go up, well? Like, how long did that take? I got there probably about four. Yeah, I think I got there at four, and we finished doing the yard work probably like 6.30, I want to say. Yeah, that's not so bad. And then we went and got canes and came back and ate there. Okay. But yeah. So we, it was like three and a half hours, well, no, two and a half hours of work, something like that. So, That's it wasn't good. bad. That's real good. But yeah, we were sitting there picking out poison ivy. Yeah, that's the part that's not so good. It was <laughs> terrible because I originally, I had no idea he was messing with poison ivy at all. Mm-hmm. He just, he told me he needed his front yard mowed, and I ended up doing his backyard as well. And I was like, okay, let's yeah, it's no mow weedy edge, that doesn't matter. And it... I I hadn't been outside all day, so I kind of saw the sun out. I was like, "Oh, it's probably pretty warm out." It wasn't that bad. Yeah, so, you so I wore short I wore shorts mm-hmm. and I wore a sleeveless shirt. Oh, buddy! Yeah. And then I got done doing the front yard, and I started doing. I was like, "Wow, this is the worst moment to be wearing all this, messing with poison ivy." Yeah, buddy. So, because it definitely got on my arms and legs. Well, do you normally break out really bad, or is it just sort of moderate? Bro, I'd never mess with poison ivy. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. I like, I don't know. If I'm, like, immune to poison ivy or not. That would be very convenient. But it's, like, he suggested, he said, you know, like, go home and do, like, we have, like, Dawn dishwasher soap. So shower with that and clean off your arms and legs or whatever. Because yeah. it will get the oils from the, the poison ivy. So I did that. So, and, yeah, I didn't break out or anything. I don't know. I was feeling a little tingly hmm. last night, but, no, I didn't break out, so. Usually for me. I don't know. If it's a mild case, I'll start seeing, like, breakouts at like around the three-day mark after exposure. Oh, if it's th- a bad case, you'll start feeling. I thought like poison ivy thing. hits in like twelve hours, man, or sooner. Probably for most people, but I don't know. I never really had a situation with poison ivy. Okay. Oh, you, you so I've never it. really, I've never been able to fully test whether or not I'm immune or just get away from it. I don't know. I hope I hope you're immune. I really do because it's. Well, I, I, the only thing I was saying is I was out there working with Shawn Michael and we were out there. You know, picking the st- the poison ivy off the it. off the wall, like it was mm-hmm. vines going up the wall, so we had to pull it all down. And I was like, "Well, just speaking normally, like I have eczema, so that's kind of worse than what poison ivy would do." <laughs> so yeah. I was like, "I was like, maybe that's my chance it of being it. maybe it maybe I'm immune because I already have this screwed up <laughs> skin disorder." <laughs> I was like, "I have a superpower," <laughs> but. 
No, I don't know. Dealt enough bad cards in life. I, it's just I, the one good perk. You get. Exactly. Maybe maybe in three days we'll we'll find out. That's right. I was scared about waking up like all red and itchy, mm-hmm. and I I was like, if that happens, I'm gonna show up in like. Like, my body is going to be completely sh- covered. I'll be wearing pants or something. Uh, like, a jacket with clothes. And I'm just going to come up to Shawn Michael. We're talking outside. Like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> so, yeah. It gets bad. Like, if you get it at the height of the summer, and you get it really bad, and you yeah. got, like, all these oozing, itchy Ugh. patches yeah. all over you. That's like, oh. Pus? Mm-mm-mm. Nah, it's not fun. Yeah. I've, no. I've got a little bit on me right now from Were work. You- Oh, were you messing with poison ivy? Oh, we we get into it all the time at work. Okay. I've actually gotten less affected by it because of all my exposure, but I'm not immune. That's good. Can you get immune, or are you know. just born immune? I I would imagine you're born immune or just really resistant to it. Because yeah. my coworker, he was immune to it when he was younger, but now that he's gotten older, he's lost his immunity. That's weird. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Because I know Nathan was saying he was immune. Oh, yeah. boi- both poison ivy and poison oak. So that's good. Now we got to try poison sumac. See how what? Ever <laughs> heard of that? That's three. No. That's... And then there's the poison wood tree, and that thing is it'll just mess up your day. What are you, just a poison expert? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. I've just been around a lot of dangerous plants. Poison wood. See, I don't before. know if I've been around a lot of dangerous plants. Yeah, just I'm just out yet. there. I'm not googling this stuff. <laughs> well, it's fun to know, you know, whenever you need it for any particular when, reason. When would you want to need that? Like, are you out? Are, is this like a scene from Lord of the Rings where they're looking for a certain plant, and if you yeah, grab you the wrong one it. and they eat poison oak or whatever, and they just their entire body oh. just destroys itself? <laughs> oh no! I got it in my lungs. Like, what you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what do you? Well, you there's, there's just no so you know, not to touch it. Yeah, you know, I you guess, walk but... along and you see regular ivy, and if you don't know the difference, you're like, "Oh, look, it's poison ivy. I can't touch that." But it's just, regular ivy. I mean, I just generally don't touch that in general. Leaves of three, leaves, leaves of any. Exactly. Just don't touch it because it's a plant. <laughs> exactly, that's my favorite phrase. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But I mean, like little things like if you're a survivalist, right, and you're going and foraging for food in the woods. And you see some wild carrot growing. It's like, I know what that is. That's cool. I'm going to pick some and eat some. Except you have to know that wild carrot looks identical to hemlock, which will kill you because <laughs> it's a poison. I'm down to try it, so though. You have to know the difference between wild carrot and hemlock. Can you imagine dying to a thing called hemlock? <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people did back in the medieval times. <laughs> Shoot, I'm a, jealous a of them. Poison. That's, a, that's a good way to go. Oh, yes, he died of hemlock. <laughs> that's a good, oh! that's a sick word. Yeah, he died from hemlock. I want that on my gravestone now. I it had, like, reaction gifts back in the day. Like, oh, he died of hemlock. You, you put the emoji with the head explosion on his gravestone in 1802? <laughs> I was like, wow, that, that really is surprising. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> that would be, that would, oh, my. That. You know, people are going to be, like, looking at our... Our whole culture like that. If society continues for hundreds of years to the point where we're the medieval age of, you know, 3000 AD. Well, assuming the return of Christ doesn't come, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Technically. Should the Lord tarry, we will be regarded as the medieval ages. And they'll be like, what are these meme things? This is. Would we ever be regarded? What would the medieval ages be regarded as then? Uh, the, the pre medieval ages. 
What the? Uh, it's messing up. I don't know what's up. <laughs> I have eye drops. Nah, it's not that. It's like... You have contacts in it, don't you? Yeah. Is it the contact? Nah, it's good. I'll tell you, that's the biggest fear about contacts. Is it going back behind your eye? It, nope. won't, it won't actually go back <laughs> that far. <laughs> you tell that to my eye. Uh, Trey's eye. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do contacts once. I will never do it again. You really do have to get used to them. I will tell you that. When I first got contacts, it took me maybe about six months to get used to putting something in my eye every yeah. day. Because, you know, your eye has natural preservation in mind. So, like, you sit there and you're holding your eyelid open. You're trying to put something <laughs> in your eye. Your eye trying to force itself shut. Which where you have, yeah, you have to, like, hold both ends open. Yeah. It's awful. But, you know, once you do it, it's like I could actually sit there and touch my eye with my finger. And I could feel it, but it wouldn't freak me out just because you get conditioned to it. Hmm. That's weird. Anyway, it is weird. <laughs> well, you have to have that because if your contact should pop off in your eye and be floating Ugh. around, you, you got to be able to put it back on. Oh no, I'll just shoot my head. <laughs> like we're, we're just it's the, end, it's the end of life right there. There's no going back from that one. It it's like kind of freaky. It's like bugs that plant eggs in your brain type stuff. It's like you're not gonna live. Just kill yourself. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good motivational speech there. <laughs> Don't take that to heart, anybody. That's... No, take it to heart. That's what we want. Oh, no. <laughs> Just report of everybody dead in the next few days. MSG listeners have uh, <laughs> dropped to zero <laughs> after a con- controversial episode. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, we know you would, Trez. <laughs> I, I, you don't get it. I want to try all these crazy what things. What reaction gift do you want on your, your Oh, I don't care. I want to I wanna be a ghost and watch you put it down. I want to see what your interpretation of a emoji would be best. I don't, I'd probably just make you a meme. I'd just <laughs> edit you into some interesting... Story. You know, if I die soon, you got to make me a meme. I will. I, I, will, I will make you... That's going to be like famous. the thing. So, <laughs> just my dead corpse. <laughs> It'd be like winking at Bernie's, but for I'd, me, I'd make you into a cardboard cutout, and we'd just take you everywhere. Oh, that'd and, be like, sick. Put you places. Oh, that would be amazing. It's like Trey's still with us. I I want to get a cardboard cutout or something. I don't know that what would be cool. I don't I don't know what would be cool like. Okay, you know I don't what know. we ought to do if we can find a place that does them relatively cheap. We ought to get a cardboard cutout of like. A little crew, a little LHPC crew. Okay, you know? I thought you meant the pit day crew. And then like just move it around the church, and just leave it yeah, for like the week in the FLC. Well, wouldn't the people who clean the church and all that eventually throw it away? Nah, just put a, a sticky note on the back. Do not throw away. What? The- and it's problem solved. Yeah, I guess. Besides, we know a lot of the custodians. Maybe I don't know that many. We you know, one more. behind the pulpit. The one up in the baptismal. That would be our. That could be the choir. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. just the cardboard cutout of us. You're <laughs> different poses, and we could set up a little like tiny speaker on the back of it that you glue to the back, and then we could all have like uh, Bluetooth mics <laughs> singing at the same time during worship, so that it all goes through <laughs> that. Doo-wop. So it goes back to the front. <laughs> the stage oh, and reverge back to everybody else so it lo- put some like wires on them so they're moving back and forth oh that'd be uh. sway into the, the and then song. we could cut out the lips and we could each get up there get and it. get behind it oh no oh wait, this is 10 out of 10 we gotta do this i hope mine's life size and not bigger than life because i won't be able to reach the lip hole. <laughs> 
That's true. <laughs> just put my hand up in there. And <laughs> there you go. Did you ever? Did I tell you that I made a mannequin of Craig to scare my dad when I was out for COVID? I don't think you did. You might have. I, I was very proud no idea. of this mannequin. Cause oh, you have a picture of it? Yeah, I do. Oh, I've, this is going to be good. I know everybody listening can't see is it. Is it a complete makeshift of what Craig looked like? No, it's just... Like mannequin makeshift? So we have a workshop out in the backyard, right? Yeah. And it's a barn style, so it's got two doors that open. you got to open one and then the other because they interlock when yeah. you close them. Um, and then we have a lathe just right inside the door that we need to find a spot for somewhere in the shop, but it's sitting there. So I thought, okay, I'm going to scare my dad because it's pitch black in there when he first opens it up. I'm going to put me a little mannequin behind the lathe so that when he opens the first door, all he'll see is like this little silhouette in the pitch black of, of a person. That'll do it. You know, and I, I propped it up and everything and, and made it look good. And uh, Bro, that's, oh my gosh, that's that's creepy. Yeah. That's that's weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like, weird. I didn't want to print. I see that in the dark shadows. I'm walking well, the other way. Not I'm not, I'm not even, that's a demon. He, he ended up not seeing it. Ooh. So it's like he opened the first door, opened the second door, turned around to talk to somebody, and they talked to that person for a really long time, you know, like, and reached and switched on all the lights and everything, and by the time he turned around, he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, what's Craig doing in my farm? Do you still have that? You should do stuff like that. I mean, I it is October. It. You could try and freak people out now. Yeah. Just wheel it around. <laughs> that would be a... If, if I was going to do that, I'd do it better, because it's like just a, what do you call it, a, a clothing, a garment stand, yeah. and then... A bullet, a giant bullet casing with Craig's face plastered onto it. Hey, whatever works, works, man. Yeah. We've, we've. <laughs> that's weird. No, that, that's sick. I have, yeah. I have some of those um, glow-in-the-dark stars. Mm-hmm. You could cut it out and make a little dot so it's eyes. And it, glow, it, it glows, glows it in, the in the dark. Or we could hook it up with, like, some lasers, you know? So, like, there's some LEDs. <laughs> Terminator. And then we have to have it activated on, it has to be the clap cycle, so you have to double clap to turn it on, and double <laughs> clap to turn it on. <laughs> Dude, we'll have like full on like a uh, car lights as the eyes, so when they clap, it just blinds, <laughs> turns to you. Dude, we could, we could do like a wireframe on a Roomba, you know? So oh my gosh. Combs through That's, a place. I think I've seen that before, that's good. That would be terrifying. It would be so worth it though. We gotta get with Craig. We're, we're gonna make so much money on sentries. <laughs> Not gonna make money on this. Who knows? We have to get license from Roomba and LED we'll lights. Our own Roomba. We are the Roombas. Hmm. We'll, we'll pair with Boston Dynamics. We'll put it on like the little the dog robot. Ah, oh, jeez. You mean that giant dog robot that's like stupid? I don't think it's stupid. Well, unless all robots are inherently stupid because they have no brain. Now that's a topic. <laughs> Why did it take us this long to get to the real meat of the episode? <laughs> that's all we need is robotic dogs. No, that should look into that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll ever do it. That's what we'll talk about it. And that'll be it. I'll buy a Roomba. Okay. I'll, I'll buy a crate. I'm pretty sure those robots are, those dog bots oh, yeah. oh, are probably expensive that yeah. I wouldn't buy it. Like a half million dollars. Oh, yeah. Down in my price range, just a tad bit. You know, uh, just a tad bit. Only because I was saving up for something else. Yep, you know, yep. That's... Saving up for that new flying car, mm-hmm. Tesla flying car thingy. Oh yeah, the, the last year's model. No, they got something new now. Nah, this one comes with prismarine paint. Mm-hmm. Prismarine paint. Yep. I, does it make it fly faster? 
Yes, it does. <laughs> it adds the aerodynamics of the car itself. <laughs> Elon Musk will personally fly you around. Oh, that would that would be amazing. Like, I would do where, that. Where do you want to go? <laughs> where do you want to go? All right. Should we talk about that one topic we had then? Mm-hmm. Or should we just keep blambering? Cause Blindly grasping for something to talk about. We, oh, we can are, talk about We that. are always grasping for air on this on topics. This podcast is dead. It is. This is a horror We have no topics. Yeah, we could talk about that woman since... Even the whiteboard is... <laughs> want me to write something like, on the whiteboard? Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get some ideas. What would I write on the whiteboard? I, <laughs> I don't know. We need an idea to put on the whiteboard. There's one word that keeps coming to mind. What's that? Okay, we can't talk about tacos. <laughs> it's the only word I can think of at the moment. <laughs> I want some tacos from my Mexican restaurant, man. Yeah, we gotta go back there. And I want some enchiladas. I like the enchiladas at your place. Your, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they do good enchiladas. I can't remember Mexicali? the place. Yeah, Mexicali. Yeah, I like their enchiladas. That's a good place. But yeah, um, yeah, we could talk about that woman. Yeah, that's that's. We're two guys. We need to involve the other sexes, so we're not sexist. That's right. That's actually the moral of this story. Yeah. Is uh, you know, you gotta have diversity. And exactly. Inclusion. Yeah. And. We have a white Canadian woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's as diverse as it gets. <laughs> Apparently these days. Ah, uh, so you watched the video? I did. I watched the whole thing. I uh, sent it to multiple people now. So. Who did you send it to? I sent it to my brother Tyler. Actually, I sent it to him this morning while we were in service. Oh, cool. Or right before main service started. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. And then I sent it to Shawn Michael because when I was helping him yesterday, I was kind of talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I sent him it. And I think he watched it last night. But yeah, that's all I said. I might try and send it to a few more yeah, people yeah, just because it's something. But it's funny. It's it, it's it funny and stupid, it's and funny. it's sad that it's actually a thing. Right. So it it's about this woman, uh, this Canadian woman, um, and she's on a TED talk, and she's talking about how, and she's trying to prove and discuss how the Bible is queer positive. Queer positive text, in yeah. other words. Yeah. So she picks out a few different stories throughout the Bible, points out specific things that she thinks makes it, I guess, clear to her that it's queer positive, even though it's complete opposite. But, yeah, that's that's what her TED Talk was, was like a 15-minute video. But, dude, it was, it was so weird, because it's like, even when they were talking about just the first part in Genesis with, um, you know, with Lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would you take that story? Like, out of every story, why would you take Sodom and Gomorrah? Like, that's the whole premise. They're trying to It was sexual them. immorality, and they just... <laughs> I was like, why would you pick that story? Yeah, that, that, all they were trying to do is go, okay, this is the story that people go to the most for talking against homosexuality. So if we can dethrone that as the go-to story yeah. and then pick apart the other you know, few places where they talk about so, it, it goes away. It was so weird on what she was saying because you have the two angels that go into the city. Mm-hmm. I think they're disguised as men, right? Yeah. Like they look like men, around humans. Like men. And they go to Lot's apartment house, whatever he's got. His condo. His, con- his classic <laughs> condo with his hot tub inside. Yeah, you know. Lot lets them in. And as these two... Angels disguised as men are walking throughout the city to get to Lot's house. Everybody in the city is kind of watching them, 
prowling them. So they go inside of the house and they knock on Lot's door and tells him to bring out those two men because yep. they want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> And then you have the whole, like, he's like, no, take my daughters instead. And then the angels blind the people before they die. Anyways, <laughs> I thought that was weird because she was saying, she was saying that you need the treat. It was so weird. Did, did, do you have an opinion on this? Yeah. Well, you know that part I'm on, talking on about. Specific, yeah, what she said. Yeah. So she, she swapped it around uh, from what I remember. So her whole argument was that the the moral of that story that obviously God was trying to get across through this biblical account was that um, you should be accepting of gay people because her her whole argument was that the angels going through were must have looked effeminate and and like they were homosexual and that's why the people were wanting to rape them was because. You know, they they wanted to punish the homosexuals. So yeah, it's like they were saying that the sin of Sodom was that they were anti-homosexual, which I don't get at all from that story. I get the fact that they were all homosexual, and what they were wanting to do—they just wanted sex so, with whatever they could grab. Yeah, like that. That's that's what I. And it's funny that she didn't touch on the other story, which is very very similar to that, which is uh of the the Benjamite rapists. Very simple, or the, I don't know, I'll have to paraphrase it, but a guy has his servant or, or wife run away to a far country, and so he goes after her and finally catches up to her and, and convinces her to come back, and so they're traveling back to his homeland, and they pass through a uh, Benjamite city, and they, they have no inn. They're passing through it at night, and so they sit down in the middle of the town square, and somebody comes along and says, hey, you know what, this is, this is not a good spot here come with me to my house and you can stay there and they get to the house and as they go in the guy closes the door same thing happens a bunch of people were watching this whole thing they came and said toss the guy out to us we want to have sex with him and so the whole same thing well don't have sex with him he's my guest here have my daughters you know yeah they wouldn't be appeased now that's where the story differs on this one is that during that whole encounter the guy ends up slipping his wife out the door and they end up, you know, having their way with her unto death. Mm. And, yeah. you know, the story goes on from there. But, like, she didn't touch on that at all. It's it's a parallel story and didn't involve necessarily the same thing. It, Very bizarre. It, it's weird because it, you have the two angels who go inside the house because they're going to get Lot and his family out before the city is destroyed. And the, everybody in the area is interested in having sex with these newcomers, I guess, because... Yeah. You know, fresh blood, I guess. Yeah. And she was saying, yeah, the woman was saying in the TED Talk, like, yeah, you should treat, like, all LGBT the same that Lot treated these angels. Yeah, in fact, I think like, invite them in your house. Were that you should treat all LA. Uh, <laughs> it's like all, LGBT or gay or queer or something yeah, like yeah. that, but it's LGBT, mm-hmm. all that. That you should treat those people as if they were angels from God. That was her exact words. Yeah, that was. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are using eisegesis to pull <laughs> this kicking and screaming out of its context. It, and, <laughs> and you're plastering it up there as if it is this this pillar of LGBTQ plus. Yeah, it's so weird. 
it's like even that because that's the first story she mentions mm. and then she goes on with other stuff but it's like well, it's so weird because it's like most well unless you are like you know like anti well i guess like if you really hate the lgbt i guess yeah you would be pretty hateful but most believers and such they aren't hateful to it they just disagree with it like they even sit down you have chat with people about it you discuss it and why it's wrong mm-hmm. but yeah yeah no for sure and um i i think christians often get a bad rap on that whole debacle because there's a lot of people that have been influenced by outside opinions on how a christian should react to homosexual people um, there are a lot of people that are very vitriolic against the sin, and they should be. But it's not often clear through what they say as to how you should treat those people. Um, it's implied in Scripture, and it's very clear. You know, you don't treat the people any different, but you do have to confront them about the sin. Yeah. You know, so you're still loving the people. Um, I think the difficulty comes into is those Christians who are Christians in name only. They read that one author that you know riles them up against homosexuals and then they go rant and rave and yeah. and persecute them for that sin we, we we're not in that business we're out there to convince people and to talk to people and to lead them to repentance and you can't do that by whacking on them yeah like that's where do you get that nowhere in the bible do they do that yeah and and none of the lgbt are angels no and even in the slightest we're all even the just, greatest men on earth they're nowhere close. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. It's it's weird because then she goes on some other stuff. Because her name is she's like a, a reverend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's something she like a reverend doctor, pastor, and a doctor. Uh, and the weirdest thing we probably should have talked about this first was that the whole time she was up there giving the TED talk, uh, she had a Bible in her hand. And she oh, was yeah, thumping yeah. it. The whole yeah, yeah, I know you're you talking. Know, every time she made a point, she'd uh, flop the Bible around, but she never once opened it. The entire video, the she, entire not video. once. She never once used specific uh, specific references. So she never said, okay, in this verse, this chapter uh, of this book, we have this. Never once. Yeah. So you say, do you remember the story that blah, 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 or of this? Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, okay. So perhaps she's working on the assumption that most people have a, a rudimentary knowledge of Scripture, but... When you're trying to prove something, right? So her position was the Bible is a, a LGBTQ plus yeah. pro book. It's a positive book for that. Okay, that's an argument. When you have somebody arguing a position, they bear the burden of proof. And so what you have to do in those situations is you have to prove the dang thing. <laughs> you yeah. have to make a logical argument. So yeah. Why not use specific references and not just in the story of this? Yeah, because even thing. even when she when she first brought up the whole uh, the first part with Lot and all that, she brought up the story. I went back mm-hmm. before I even listened to the whole thing. I read, read the it. entire chapter yeah. just to be like, okay, Cover here's what this is. Let's see what she says. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's that's Doesn't not it up. at all. <laughs> right. And but see, and there's there's even churches out there that do that kind of thing, where it's not a, a Bible's open kind of church. The pastor will get up. He will talk, and he, he might preach a story from the Bible, and it might be fairly close. But in in most churches that I've been to, they want you to have the word open in front of you because if they make a mistake, you know, yeah. they, they want to be called out for it. Yeah. And they want you to follow along so you're actually reading the word for yourself. That, that's been a trap for the church all throughout history is 
entrusting the reading of the word just to the clergy, you know, as if it's in the Catholic church tradition or whatnot. That was a big problem back in the early, yeah. early days. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we won't translate this for you. We'll just leave it in Latin so the layman can't get his hands on it. Yeah. We'll just tell you everything you need to know. And, oh, by the way, Mass is in Latin as well. So even when we preach it to you, it's just uh, <laughs> good luck paying attention. <laughs> that would be me. But, you know, it's but, the yeah. same kind of thing. It's like you can't expect to get anything true from what she was saying because she didn't reference anything specific. Yeah, she was bringing up, she brought up the um, uh, Da Vinci's um, The Last Supper painting. Yeah. So and she John was an effeminate yeah, man. Yeah, she was talking about John and how he's painted feminine-ish in the painting. Yeah. But she also referenced how this was John the Baptist, <laughs> not no John the, the disciple. disciple. And I was like, that's not the... Yes, there are a lot of Johns. I get it. I get it. But that was not John oh, was the Baptist. Cool. That was John the disciple. Just <laughs> and, and she used her proof of like uh, that, that Christ was gay and the... Yeah, she called to the what the scripture said that Christ loved John. Yeah, They're like hold. It's like on. what are you talking about? Oh, I remember after I watched the entire video, I looked in the comments, and a lot of people were like, "Okay, you're just wrong because you don't know that that's not John the Baptist. That's John the Apostle." First off, and then, like the rest of it doesn't matter because you clearly haven't done your research. It's like that's a big red flag. If ever you're you're going line by line by somebody, it's a logical fallacy to dismiss all their claims because they were ignorant at one point. Yeah, but that's a major red Bro, flag. Bro, ninety nine percent of every single word that came out of our mouth was so wrong. Yeah. There like, was there was one thing that she said towards the beginning, which I think was true in principle, but not in the way she said it. And it was the sort of thing like like um, most people don't understand what the Bible has to say about homosexuality. If you took that yeah. clip by itself, yeah, that would be that's true. true. Yeah, but I don't think it's true in the way that she meant it, because I think she's it's true. using it to reference it yeah. for it being positive instead of actually being it's negative. Actually a negative. Yeah. Um, but I think that's true because most people don't take the time to read their Bible and actually understand what Scripture has to say about yeah. homosexuality. Right, so that's true. Like, so you were right, but only by proxy. You didn't get it right because you wanted You're right, to. but you're wrong. <laughs> but the, the thing that grind, grinded my gears the worst out of everything she said was right there at the end when she led oh, people yeah. in the biggest logical fallacy in the whole dang thing. She loaded a question. I know, let me see if I can even remember. She, she said... If you, like, something in the terms, she was reaffirming what she had just been talking about, about, okay, if you agree that the Bible is, like, queer positive, or she said something along those lines, then, you know, say amen with me. Yeah, it was actually in the the negative, so it's like, if you want the Bible to stop being used to promote the killing of homosexuals and the the abusing of homosexuals, then say amen. And I was like, whoa, okay, hold on a second. That's not even going on. That question is so loaded because, one, yeah, it doesn't happen. And then, two, you're trapping people because if they don't say amen, then it implies that they do want the Bible to be used. So it's like, no, (laughs) you can't do that. She did it, of course. Oh, yeah. The whole crowd was an uproarious amen. I I, I doubt most of those people even understood what she was talking about. Probably not. So They probably didn't know the whole John the Baptist thing, so I was like, yeah. yeah. I I was proud of the people in the comments because they weren't being mean, but they were calling her out going hey yeah you don't understand this yeah. one person well. said one person said yeah they're just giving out those um 
pastoral doctrines just to everybody. They're just mm-hmm. hanging, yep. handing them out. Yeah, I was like, that's the, pretty much true now. Vestments and everything. Go to White Bar. So she yeah. must have been a part of the. Yeah, she uh, was a she's a Reverend Doctor. Her name was Sherry Diwali. Mm. I, I could look at it, but yeah. Yeah. That, it was, was weird. Problem. At least her arguments weren't hard to dissect. There's some people yeah. that can phrase things specifically or they're, they're cunning enough. Not to say she isn't cunning, but they're, they're cunning enough to disguise their arguments in such a way that it seems plausible. And without opening the Bible, you, you would have a very hard time disproving what they were saying. Yeah. Um, it, so yeah, it was very you know, interesting. Your average layman could look at this video and go, eh, yeah. Yeah, I wrong. mean, yeah, general knowledge of scripture, you pretty much would disprove most of it. Yeah. If not all of it, depending on your knowledge. Um It's a very interesting video though. Yeah, uh, I I'm definitely going to probably send it to a few more people if I can. You have to, I think more eyes on it would be interesting. And how many years ago is it? From? It was I think it was 2017 yeah. is when that came out. So, so I know there's been a lot of churches that have actually trended towards that in recent memory. Uh, you know, you don't have to drive very far around here to see a church that's got the the pride flag flying yeah. or on their sign or yeah, yeah. saying gays are welcome. They are welcome, but the sin is not welcome. Yeah. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, cuz some churches are now like I I'm not, I don't know if some churches are starting to actually twist the words and promote homosexuality but they're definitely avoiding it yeah. overall the, just the skipping sin. over it it's the same sin yeah i think promoting it is more egregious yeah. because you're preaching positively on something which is expressive for yeah. um but just buddying up to it and not preaching on it it, it has the same effect yeah uh, and it's, you know you might lose your pastorship if you speak boldly on it as the scripture does but at least you're speaking the truth yeah and Rejoice because you're worthy of persecution because you're preaching the whole gospel. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. We we live in a weird time. We do, and you know, I I think obviously all of history has been leading up to this point. It's kind of what history does. Yeah, leads up to the the current. But it's fascinating. One knowing scripture, I don't know it very well, but I know enough about it to know that all of this was foretold. Even by Christ specifically, yeah, knowing how bad things will get, the fact that they're going to get worse, um, and that if you can begin to see that process, um, it's it, well, it should be a proof right there. Um, yeah, it's Bible's real, <laughs> Scripture's real. Yeah, it was foretold, which should give some credence to the other words that Christ said. If you just don't even look at the resurrection, but you look at okay, yeah, he's foretelling events. And uh, just general vibes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like even now, like we were born in this time on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a so reason like, for everything. Yeah, we're living in this time as all these different things are being highly promoted. So it's like, yeah, if yeah, we, and that's kind of a humbling deal in in a certain way because I, I know throughout my life I've often almost cursed the fact like why am i living in this era you know when when there's so much that you can get a hold of that's bad with that you know if you're born in medieval era you can't yeah. get a hold of right um so it's like why why did i have to live now when this is all so easy surely i would have been better off back then but not necessarily um and also i think because things are so bad here i think it's it's in a sense a 
honor to have been entrusted with trying to be a light in these times. Yeah, uh, It's harder for us, and I think we fail a lot more than we should, but at least we get tested. You know, that's... Yeah. I don't I think we're still very much sheltered in America as far far away from the rest of the world where they're really facing persecution but I think it's going to happen. Yeah. And in Even. our lives I think we'll we'll face full on persecution for being Christian. That sounds kind of fun. Both good and bad. Yeah, but I think it'll be very bad. <laughs> but but no, yeah, just like time, just know. like in James 1 it talks about um, you know, take brothers and sisters take joy in uh, trials and temptations, uh, for they they uh, increase your perseverance. Mm-hmm. And there's more about that, but that's all I can quote right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. It's very much a struggle, especially just for me. It's a struggle in life. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, I mean, we were obviously here for a reason. And if again, if the Lord tarries and we all have kids and our generations go on you know it might may continue to get worse it will continue to get worse yeah and we have have to even more of a burden to bear yeah you have to be an example for your your descendants too Mm -hmm. so that they could be prepared absolutely so we are supposed to set the good example and i I always feel ill prepared for that i I know i'm not a good example we've got time to (laughs) hopefully figure it out that's the plan man try and grow in the faith grow in the word be a be a light for God. Yeah, but I wish it ain't easy. Attaining perfection was a little easier. Just just a tab. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, read this a couple times and it's all good and dandy. Uh, of you course, know what, you know it's 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 good that it's not that easy. Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense that you get strengthened by is, the trials. Yeah, life is complicated, and obviously salvation must also be complicated. It, it's simple when you look at it. Ultimately, yeah, it's almost too simple. But the the working out of it, slowly but surely, it's it's difficult. Yeah. So I guess, and we gotta. Well, we don't have to end yet. But like going over that that woman, definitely. If you ever see a woman pastor, you probably need to yeah. either steer clear or be cautious of well, it's, what it's, they're speaking of because yeah. it's already. It's specifically forbidden wrong. in scripture. Yeah. Uh, a woman is not supposed to teach a man on scriptural truth. That's as far as my interpretation goes. That's that's what that says. Yeah. Now, some people take that farther and, and go and like you can't have any women teachers in school. And you can't have them teach on anything. It's like I, I take that a bit too. I think that's a bit too far. Yeah. But when it's talking about preaching the word, that was something specifically attributed to man by God. And so we, <laughs> we yeah follow that. Yeah, and I can't think of any, I, at least currently, I can't think of any women pastors who actually I would recommend. Right. I, I don't Maybe know. I just haven't found it. I don't know. But I wouldn't recommend any that I can think of at the moment, but right. especially it's, this woman. <laughs> it's a strange debacle, too, because I'm, I'm sure somebody could back you into a corner with a logic on, you know, well, why, why, why? You have to go back to the Bible says so. That's all you got to do, really. reasons, but... You know, they'd probably say, well, you know, as a, as a woman pastor, can she preach any less effectively than a male pe- a preacher? And that's the whole feminist movement debacle, right? Like, I'm sure there's a female pastor out there that is completely true to the word, that's preaching everything appropriately, and then just due to either her upbringing or her interpretation of the word, 
she believes that being a female pastor is acceptable. Um, it's I think that's possible, possible, and probably is somewhere out there. But in general, I think you don't find that because if you if you start yeah. interpreting things very liberally in that sense, okay, okay, we can overshadow that. What else are you interpreting very liberally on? Um, and obviously, this one was very much yeah. pro-gay, and you can't be biased. Yeah, no, especially in the word. Right. Um, Same with with uh, the justice system. You know, it's like you have to be even keeled. You have to read the law as it stands and was uh, implied at the time. You have to read between the lines in, in a sense, but get what they were meaning. The letter yeah. of the law and the spirit of the law. Um, yeah, because if you go into something, whether it's biblical or the law or whatever, and you already have, you're already leaning to one side, you're just going to continuously push that that specific area and try and lean it towards your side. But if you go in open-minded in the middle yeah. and actually study it, for example, you study the word, then you can understand here's the, here's the rights and wrongs, here's what's going on, instead of being biased. Yeah. So, Not but, for sure. It's weird. It is weird. It's fun. So, <laughs> I don't know. Mm, do we have anything else? I don't know. Do you have anything else? Pfft, I always have something up my sleeve. What is it? Let's see. Uh, you know, what? I can ask you this. Uh, I don't want to spend all day on this topic. We got like a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get your opinion on this. See what you think about it. Okay. What do you think about? So, we're all born sinners, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you most believers are striving to be more and more like, like God, mm-hmm. to be more like Jesus, especially like Jesus, because yeah. he was. He was a. He's the best example of. Yeah. I guess a humanly flesh possibility outcome. Right. Do you think it's ever possible for a person, let's take you for example, to ever get to a point where you completely stop sinning? Not that you weren't born a sinner, you know, you, it doesn't mean you're perfect, even right. if you stop sinning, because you, you've already done all this. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a point in your life where you'll stop sinning? And I'm talking about before death, right. like in this life. What's your opinion on that? If I had to say for me personally, no. But, in general, but do you think the there's purpose, anybody or do you think there's a possibility outcome of it? For the purpose of the argument, Cause I think yes. Because if I was to say I would say yes. I think if it yeah. is possible, so. maybe one yeah. or two people have done it. I mean, it could be. just just looking at it biblically, I see examples of it. Yeah. So, because you look at Job, mm-hmm. like he seemed to be the example, one of the examples of right. that. So... Because he was blameless and upright, fearing God and shunning evil. Like, that's... You can get that. That's that's pretty good right there. And I haven't achieved any of that yet, so... I think... It's, it's a difficult thing to think about. It's personal opinion, too, so... I, I agree. I think it is fully possible to get to a point where you no longer sin. Um, but... The amount in, of work and dedication and yeah, faith... Yeah, that. There's I that. mean... I mean, it's, it's all the Spirit's substantial. work. Um, I th- I think that's something that would you'd have a really hard time maintaining. Yeah. If if you could at all, like I I could see somebody who is extremely faithful having a day where they did not sin. I could see that happening. Okay. Um, and then you know due to other concerns, because you know people are going to be continually tested. And yeah, 
I know for most people, they've never seen the full extent of what temptation can bring. Because most people cave far before they get to that. Uh, Heck yeah. Obviously, there is an ex- a full extent to what temptation can do. C.S. Lewis talked about that a lot, where it's like, they can only tempt you for so long before they have to back away. It's like, they, they can't shroud you, you know, like if you're talking about a de- not demonic temptation or something. They can't shroud you in that for the rest of eternity. It's like, they can only do it for so long. Yeah. And then you've overcome it. Um, but it's one of those things, it's like, if if you were backed into a situation, let's say it was something that wheedled down for months and months and months, and finally you found yourself in a situation where whole life fell apart, and you know you woke up and you weren't thinking quite straight, you you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you know you get up, you know whole life becomes shambles in the space of an hour, almost like what happened to Job. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would end up sinning in that situation. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think most people would probably end up caving to something or whatever yeah. right uh that's but. not to say they shouldn't but that's the kind of stuff you'd have to face and overcome on a constant basis if you were yeah. to live the completely sinless life that's what we're called to do yeah why it's, that's why it's terrifying to me to think about that because like okay we're called to do that and i know personally i can't be that perfect at least not i mean now. even even for job just just reading job like one of the the biggest i don't know if it was the biggest but one of the biggest temptations was for him was just to straight up deny god you know like curse yeah. god because he had everything and then boom he had nothing everything was gone mm-hmm. everything and he, he had ever people in his ear going like hey you should curse just god. messing with his head is like yeah. bro yeah most people would cave i don't disagree with that yeah I but mean, yeah you're right because we have biblical examples of people that because i think job was at that point he seemed to be I mean, we don't know the early stages of Job, obviously. Right. Because he's, he's but said, he had uh, to have gone through some stuff to get to that point. His right. faith grew to yeah, that point. He, he said, "Lord, please forgive me the the sins of my youth." So obviously, he yeah he, he done was some probably things. messed up in the beginning, and mm-hmm. that's but he had become fair. faithful. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, might. is that he got to that point. Mm-hmm. Granted, he lived a lot longer than what we'll probably live. And then there was also Enoch, right? Enoch. Oh my gosh, I wanted to bring him up, but it's like there's nothing on enoch right very but it, it makes you think because all it mentions about enoch and we're talking about the enoch in genesis mm-hmm. is it, the only thing that's mentioned about enoch is that he lived to be 300 and i think it was 65 mm-hmm. when he was 65 he had all his kids and for 300 years he walked with god and then he was no more that's all that's mentioned about enoch and he is by far my top five most interesting people <laughs> like you know what i mean if i if i could talk world. to that guy and be like Dude. What happened? How'd you like, tell me you everything? How did you get to that point? Yeah. Like, how were you one of the few people, at least that we know of, that didn't technically die? You just were no more. Yeah. Like, how? what did you do? This is where my biblical ignorance comes Like, in. were you the closest thing to perfection other than Jesus? Is that how you got that? Like, like how does so that work? faithful for such a long like, you, period of time. I feel like, yeah, you would have to be incredibly faithful. I was like, dude, I would love to know that story. I would too. There's there uh, yeah. There's a yeah, few wasn't, people. Wasn't there somebody else that was, was taken it, up in the flaming it was, chariot? Was that Ezekiel or Isaiah? God, I can't remember. See, that's why it's bad. It, I, I, I know. I'm almost positive it's one of them too, but I can't ever remember. I don't know. We I need to read more of the Bible. <laughs> but same deal. It's like but yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Didn't die. Yeah, yeah. Away. And I haven't been able to go over that story yet. 
so I need to. Right, but right. I need to no, Enoch was has been one of my biggest fascinations, at least for characters. He's the MVP, of biblically, Christ. I like because there's this sliver of information, and that's it. He's in the genealogy, and it's just and like, that's oh. it. He walked with God and was no more, man. You must have been popping off, and he's like, "Guys, like, yo, you can't stay down here anymore. Come up to the real party." <laughs> you know what I mean? The after it's like, party. dude. Oh my gosh, that, I love that guy. Man. That must have been really cool too, because during a time when people would live for a thousand years, almost. It's like, oh yeah, you, he you only he was one of the time. youngest people in the early Genesis. Yeah. Like he technically died, but he vanished. Mm-hmm. He was one of the youngest people to, I guess, no longer exist. Most people were living. To an average, most people were living in their 700s. Yeah. And you had, you know, had like Adam living in the 900s. And you had some of those people. But like an average was like 700. Because yeah. you have someone living in the like only like six and a half hundred. Yeah, but, it's like, and a half. but it's like, but it's like, you know, only lived to be like three and a half hundred years old. Yeah. And he was no more. It's like, you must have been really Boy. popping off in life, man. Like, I would love just to see that, man. Because like. Yeah, I'd be curious too. Well, you have to find out someday. Yeah, but, or you could read the book, the book of Enoch. <laughs> That's not canon. No, not. That's not canon, so I don't care about that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, it's it's crazy, man. Oh. The Bible. really are. Yeah, Enoch is like one of my top five favorite people in the biblically. Yeah. I feel like I have some weird people. Granted, I haven't read the entire Bible, so but so <laughs> far, right? So far, and I I feel like Enoch will not change. Out of everything you give me, I, he's I don't. Top tier. He's S-tier. Enoch will always be my top five. One of the people in my top five. I have another guy, but I don't know if you know him. But Who, yeah. who's that? Uh, I, my brother says I say it wrong, but it's Bellum. Bellum. You remember? So in in Numbers, it's the guy who was riding a donkey. That oh, donkey yeah. kept on turning off the road because the donkey saw an angel, but he didn't, and he kept on beating the donkey. Like, come on, buddy. And then finally he saw the angel, and the donkey talked to him. He's like, yo, stop hitting me. He's <laughs> like, bro. Because I, I, love, I love that guy. Because it only, only speaks to him for like three chapters, but oh, so good. And then, and then the Israelites kill him off in the end, and I kind of cried. Like, I was like, my bro, bro, my homie, he died <laughs> by the other good guys. <laughs> I guess, that, actually, I... I I don't know if I could say the Israelites were the other good guys. At least those Israelites. Yeah. I don't know if I could say that. The other people. <laughs> they got banished from the, the promised land. It was given to their descendants. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, we're at time, though. We can yes, this leave it. An interesting episode. Fun episode, man. Yeah, it was very fun. This is good, good. We knocked back three of these... Weird chemical drinks. Happy drinks. How many we got left? Uh, we got enough for another episode. <laughs> we do. Actually, ironically enough. Mm. I like that one. Do you know what flavor that one is? That green one? It's green chemical. Green <laughs> chemical. <laughs> I can't tell. What I don't know what. I don't know what any of these flavors are. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like There's something not, on it. It's not bad, but it's obviously not juice. It's not. It's not good. It's not. It's juice. not juice. It's like. It's powder and water, and we don't know what. But yeah, yeah, it's it tastes like my childhood. We always had chemical drink. Yeah, chemical drink. That's that's what you want in your life. When I gotta get cancer it's from like this diet Kool Aid. What? It's like diet Kool Aid. Is that a thing? No, but the, if if it was a thing, oh. I feel like it. Would I was taste like, is like that a this. thing? I want to try that if that's a thing. Let's make some diet Kool Aid. It's got like stevia in it instead of sugar. 
Actually, don't do Steve. You're, That's, uh, you're talking about some, some problems. This is some messed up stuff, man. <laughs> we're gonna be struck by lightning yeah, yeah, probably so <laughs> um yeah i guess we'll call it quits um thanks for listening yeah and uh if you made it through this episode well done <laughs> yeah that first half was, uh, yeah, was a rough patch and just wait one. next episode's gonna be the entire episode like that yeah we're, we're trying <laughs> to get better like that we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> we have no topics whatsoever we'll, we'll try and fix that for next time uh, we'll, we'll figure out something really I don't know, something. something Keep you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Maybe we can get another guess. I'd probably do it. Get a guess? I can get a guess. Yeah. Let's get a guess. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll get a guess. We're both getting, like, real sleepy. (laughs) You're you're sleepy? Yeah. I'm not sleepy. Oh, I am. Bro, I'm... Green Chemical is is doing it for me. (laughs) Um, Any last words for us, David? Bo-wing. Bo-wing. Awesome. Um, Thanks for listening. I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you. Peace. See ya.